Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is an elite divorce coach who supports high net worth people during and after their separation or divorce. Welcome to the show, Mel Murphy. Thank you so much for the introduction. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And you? I'm great, great. It's amazing to have you on the show. We've we've caught of, uh, I think we met on a, a coach networking event and it was uh, great to speak to you there and really wanted to get you onto the show um that was a very brief introduction about everything that's going on in your business and your life so please do tell the listeners more about yourself what you do and how you help yeah so my uh, name is mel murphy i own relationshipsanddivorce.com um so i focus uh, i've been doing relationship and divorce coaching for many years now so my focus now is uh, as an elite uh, divorce and relationship coach. I focus on my high net worth clients. I'm based here in Ireland. So I, despite my accent, so what I do is I have, I run retreats in five star castles around Ireland. Uh, my guests fly in from all over the world. Um, they do either long weekend or full week retreats. Sometimes they have two weekends and a week in between. Wow. Uh, we do a, a well-being, uh, health, uh, relaxation and healing retreats. Uh, I take them through all the elements that they're going through for their separation, divorce, relationship breakdowns. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of healing work. Um, I take them through any self-sabotage they're doing, any um, limiting beliefs, um, and we work through those together. And I'm peeling back the onion to their inner child, to who they used to be. We'll do some yoga work. We'll do some green walking. So around some of the beautiful forests and countryside in Ireland. um, And just give them some time to themselves. So oftentimes clients will fly in. We'll do some weekend work together. Yeah. Then they spend a few days um, doing some work on themselves. So I'll, I'll leave them with a few exercises. And then we'll meet back up a few days later and finalize some of the work once they've had some time to do some inner work with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have uh, other experts that come sometimes, depending on what they're looking for. We do some sound bathing with the sound bowls. I have an mm-hmm. amazing lady who does that. Uh, we'll do some yoga work. We can do some breath work as well. So it all depends on what kind of package that the client needs. Yeah. And we build it based on their own time. Uh, sometimes I don't have very much time, you know, a lot of them um, have their own businesses mm. um, uh, or they're busy with a lot of their own social events that are taking place. So sometimes they just come for a long weekend. Sometimes they want to spend a whole week while they're over here. Sometimes they have friends or long lost relatives, you know, from their history that they want to go back to. And then I also work with other people um, who are who might take them around Ireland, you know, for a little little treat. So I've got this amazing lady, uh, Karen, who has her lovely kind of limo style car and she'll take them around and show them some beautiful parts of Ireland as well. So wow. there's all kinds of different packages we can put together based on what they need. But the main focus is on healing. It's on finding their inner child. It's on working back to what they've lost while they've been in that relationship and that marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's in focusing forward, where do they want to go now? What do they want to get out of this um, 
a separation or a divorce. And if they need um, any other help, you know, I work with um, with uh, international lawyers, international financial planners. I have uh, a wonderful network of people from all over the world that I work with. Mm-hmm. So either based locally wherever they live or wherever their main residence is, or if they want to just work with different lawyers in different parts of the world um, or different financial planners based on their own travels and where they're most located. So it's all it's all a wonderful package for them based mm. on their needs. Yeah. So it's really, like you said, it's not just uh, the emotional stuff that you mentioned there and that healing that they might need to do to move on and understand what the relationship was all about and stuff like that. But it's you can actually provide a package where you can get them practically in the right kind of space at the same time. Exactly. And, you know, a little bit of fun as well. Right. So we want right. to kind of make, it's not all doom and gloom. We want to make this, um, you know, Girls just want to have fun. Boys just want to have fun. You know, that kind of thing. So, okay. yeah. So it's quite a relaxed approach to to kind of the healing in some areas as well then. Yeah. So we do some deep work, mm. but then we also come up to breathe and have some fun too. Yeah, I guess if especially for a week, right? I mean, it's you know, intensity. If you're trying to look at deep stuff for a whole week, it's going to really, exactly You're probably yeah. going to feel a little bit worse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's amazing. So what kind of things then do people struggle with in that space? Because you said the inner child, limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging. What You know, there's there's lots of things in there that people could be struggling with coming out of yeah. a, a longer term relationship. Then. Yeah, some of them have experienced a lot of coercive control. You know, you'd be amazed. Um, coercive control runs rampant in the uh, high net worth community, right. uh, especially financial control. Um you know, that might have been put down, there might be a lot of um, limiting beliefs around that as well. So it's around f- refining their confidence. Um, also, sometimes they feel quite lonely. They're not sure who to turn to. Um, you know, they, there's only so much they can say to friends that it may be getting out into the social circle and they have to be very careful around the public relations and who they can trust. Right. So um, I think trust is, uh, and having someone they can confide in mm. um, is really important to them um kind of a good friend in a way you know um so that happens a lot and then sometimes they just have been lost for quite a while you know they might not have married into the right relationship it was a marriage of convenience for the family you know family names but it wasn't actually a marriage made of love anyway so what can they do to kind of keep keep things private and yet unravel you know, consciously decouple as as yeah. is has happened in some of the you know high net worth world it's a uh, it's around can you consciously uncouple in some kind of um uh way that's a little bit a little bit easier for everyone involved especially if there's children mm-hmm. or does this person need to do some more inner work to be able to do that uh, how will they able to negotiate in the future if they haven't done that that inner work with themselves? And also, what do they really want to get out of the relationship in the end? You know, just knowing where they're going afterwards, because a lot, a lot there's a long fight sometimes, you know, um, especially when you're in the high net worth world. Some people really want to hold on to the power and the money um, and it could be quite uh it could take quite a while so it's a bit of like a marathon of divorce and separation yeah. so how do they stay focused how do they keep taking very good care of themselves throughout that whole cycle yeah. and where are they going to go to afterwards because 
what happens is there's so much taken up with that. It can take a year, maybe even longer for some of these more aggravated um, divorces in, in the high courts. Yeah. And then they're, they're left with what afterwards. They don't know where they're going after. So sometimes they can have like post-traumatic stress disorder because it's all finished now. They've been holding themselves together for all that time. Mm. When they finally let go, they kind of fall apart. So it's to avoid that and start knowing now where they're moving going to go afterwards okay. moving forward now you know and taking back as much control as they can of their own lives yeah. for the moment instead of waiting till the end right okay so they're putting all their energy into the divorce as you said at the end of that it can be quite a uh, traumatic and yes. uh, it's like when you work really really hard day. just before your holidays you know you're working really really hard you're really stressed yeah. and you take your holidays and you get sick on your holidays you yeah know? Because yeah. you're being so stressed and you just let it go. Uh, so that it's a bit like that. Yeah. And I, like you said, that can be massively overwhelming if it's not um, preempted and, and sort of things put into place, which can help you to manage that when it happens, when it comes. Yeah. I mean, in the end, we're all human, right? Mm. No matter how much money we have, we all have the same emotions. And sometimes it can be actually even harder um, when you're so-called at the top because everyone expects your life to be wonderful and perfect. Um, and so you have to kind of have a front face, but there's lots yeah. going on behind. Yeah. And I guess with that control type of thing, it's really interesting because two scenarios immediately popped into my head. There's the person maybe that's earning the worth, then that the high net worth is the one bringing in the money. So therefore they could have the control over the other person, maybe that they're giving the money to or giving a lifestyle to. But there's also the other person that has the expectations of a certain lifestyle and might control the other person and, and, make them bring keep bringing in a certain income or a certain kind of lifestyle and then there's a lot of pressure on on both sides then and, and again i can understand yes, why exactly there's a lot of um finance yeah exactly there's a lot of financial control um financial abuse that can happen you know mm -hmm. even at that level to the point where you know it's very hard for the person to leave because they become dependent on a certain cash flow and lifestyle mm. and they don't want to give up that lifestyle but they end up giving up a lot of themselves into that lifestyle sometimes people who come to me um don't decide not to leave that lifestyle fully you know they decide not to actually fully divorce right. but it's around how they live a separate life so they might need to continue the public relations show to others Right. Um, but live uh, a separate life anyway. And mm. that often happens. I mean, you've seen uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, uh, Will Smith, you know, they le live separate lives for quite a while before they revealed it to people. Mm. Um, they even started seeing other people and everything. They were able to keep that secret, which is amazing, mm. um, and still, like, co-parent their children effectively. So you're seeing more and more um, high net worth people doing that. In fact, most of them have been doing it for a long time, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, they have residences in different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, their children go to different schools, usually, you know, around the world anyway. So it's easy enough as long as they show up to certain uh, events together, mm. um, you know, to, to do that. So sometimes it can take a toll, though, on one or the other of them. Um, and it's like, how do you manage that so that your self-confidence stays intact? Um, what if there is a little bit of financial control where you don't have as much of the choice? Where can you bring back more control in your life so that you do feel like it's it's your own life? And we work a lot on values. And I know values is being talked about a lot, but it really is so mm. core. Yeah. Going back to what are your values and then what around those key values can you control? because it's, that's the 
place that you really want to focus on that, on those values and, and bringing control back and putting boundaries and protections around those elements of your life. Yeah, because I guess there's that, there's so much involved in that, isn't there? Is like you say, if I need, I want to keep the lifestyle running. Maybe it's best for a lot of different reasons to, to try and do that. But how yeah. much of myself is is missing in that? And mm. is that again? Do you want to be in a relationship for the foreseeable future, where because you're financially provided for, or there's a lifestyle provided for, but there's no necessarily like intimacy and things like that? Like you mentioned, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, that they actually sought relationships outside of the relationships for that reason i would assume is to yeah. kind of meet that need to be to be for intimacy and and closeness yeah. and connection that maybe... i'd like to see how much is it eating away at their soul right mm. are they becoming a bit of a ghost of themselves through this mm. and is that something they're still willing to give up you know are they ready yet to protect their themselves they don't become a bit of a ghost of themselves right yeah, yeah. protect their souls and uh, we see where are they um how much of a ghost are they if you want to yeah. say um how much have they lost already and, and how can we recoup that yeah. um is staying in this relationship just going to ruin them because it can drive people to take you know drugs alcohol mm. i get i have a lot of people who have alcohol um addictions and other mm. drug addictions because it's a way to kind of try and boost themselves up yeah and protect themselves or in fact it's actually ruining them even yeah. more so um, a lot of them are antidepressants, things like that, you know. So um, where are they going to go from there if they stay in that relationship? Is it ultimately going to destroy them? Um, yeah. So you need to kind of decide, you know, what are you going to put, what kind of self-care you put in place? Mm. Um, and uh, and how do you protect yourself? Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's so many things that can come from living in a relationship where, you, where you're completely unfulfilled that, you, like you said, you seek out other things to try and make you feel better and try and cope with the, that actual situation. Um, you mentioned self-sabotaging earlier on. Um, would that kind of come across as like a self-sabotaging thing is staying in a relationship, which was completely unhealthy for you, regardless of maybe what lifestyle that brings. Exactly. Um, you know, that, that we more deal with some, some counseling, which I wouldn't be doing, but I would, you know, encourage them to see certain people that I work with um, because there can be a lot of elements in past and as we're, the people were brought up in their own homes that led them to accept certain um, people behaving certain ways towards them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the, their self-worth uh, and feeling that they should stay on in this relationship because of some self-worth issues. Yeah. Um, some inner child issues from the past yeah. so it's around unraveling some of that um without necessarily going into counseling um but going back um along the timeline using quantum thinking techniques that i've been trained in to revisit those times in their lives and maybe replace those uh memories with uh better memories based in their best self okay so it's remembering parts times when they were their best selves and they felt that they were really shining through mm. really confident truly themselves and happy mm -hmm. and um going becoming that person you know in their mind and walking back along their timeline and replacing those memories with their more confident self so there's mm -hmm. some techniques that i work around that that are okay. kind of built built around somatics and nlp exercises as well yeah. um to help kind of heal some past wounds um 
and it's a, they're very very effective in a short period of time mm-hmm. to elevate their confidence in a certain way mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it heals everything mm-hmm. but can help them get to another level where they yeah, might be that. more willing to do more work and, and and more past work as well yeah, I think that, like you said, it doesn't heal everything, but it, it, it can shift mm-hmm. that mindset, can't it, to, to to know what the problem is and to work on the problem without actually yeah. and pro- going through the process of the the healing that needs to, to take to take place. And is there, yeah, and so I, I get quite emotional uh, when I work with my clients, when I remember clients as I'm picturing all this, and right, when I work okay. with my clients, I'm a bit of an empath, yeah. so I take on some of their feelings sometimes. <laughs> okay, and how do you, ha- again, we'll come back to maybe some self-care in a second then as well. Yeah, exactly. To do that. But again, there's yeah. maybe some modelling going on too, right? Because I guess whether they come from high net worth families or anything at all, you yeah. could be modelling the only relationships you've ever witnessed too with with some people stay in relationships regardless of how maybe toxic abusive or damaging they might be and again if you've if you've grown up in that you might think you have to settle for what you believe is how relationships are exactly yeah it's it's reviewing relationships and there's there's some good books that i would also recommend they read as well um uh, uh yeah i don't have a list of them in front of me right now but it helps them understand you know relationships um different ways of communicating with each other um and then you know what a relationship is to different people and it can be very different to different people and still be successful to them yeah it's, it's like yeah. how fulfilled and happy you are in that space isn't it and everybody has their own needs and wants and and things that will tick the right boxes for them yeah, and it's looking also at what are the positives of that relationship as well. Mm. So what can they take from it? Uh, what are the really bad negatives? And what can they put in place to protect themselves around those or avoid those or solve those in some way as well? Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually, because when people have come to see me for like relationship coaching, especially as as couples in the past, but now it's like a focus on everything that they weren't getting and everything that they're not getting in the relationship and I, I was watching a, a video uh, of somebody doing uh, some coaching sessions um and actually he was just getting them to focus on the positives i mean there was a where was one case where he was really struggling because neither of them could think about anything that was good about their relationship but he was like <laughs> well maybe you two just don't need to be together but um he was actually going you know even it's about trying to look for something positive in that relationship as well as everything that's not right for you yeah, and I work with couples um, as well because I do mediation as well mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a different capacity, not on my relationships and divorce uh, website, but a separate yeah. capacity. And, you know, what I do is I work a lot on both their values and see where are the values uh, the same and where are they different. So where yeah. they are the same can be lines of communication that can stay open Mm. Uh, and where they're separate can help identify you know what they need to honor in each other um, and accept in each other and if they can't accept those or they're completely in conflict uh, what are they going to do from there because you can't really change values too easily no no you're right and again you wouldn't really necessarily want to in some case would you values generally are quite a deeply held sort of space for yourself and then compromising yeah. on values, principles, and, and things like that can be a very, that can be quite a damaging space, isn't it? Because you that's fundamentally could be who you are, and you're trying to give too much of yourself away to somebody else or to the relationship in order for it to work. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So you tell me that you you sort of said there about your own empathic nature. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how do you self-care then in this? Because I guess, like you said, especially if you're working with someone, I know you said that they're not necessarily with you for the full period of a week or maybe even all over the weekend. But like you said, that's quite there's going to be quite an intensity, I would imagine, to to seeing someone in a 48 hour period consistently. Mm-hmm um yeah well you... we take our breaks I mean even too. with breaks I mean you still got to come back to you do yeah to stuff haven't you and I guess if you're one yeah. of those people maybe that really picks up on how other people are feeling and takes that stuff on board um yeah do you, do you use the retreats for your own kind of uh relaxation and stuff as well yeah I well I love nature nature is such a healer so I do a lot of you know walking out in nature mm-hmm. um I do you know a lot of meditation as well so I sometimes go on these 10 day um uh silent meditations okay so I do that usually mm-hmm. once a year uh, right. and that's really healing so you go deep into yourself so kind of trying to keep that practice up every day mm-hmm. uh to 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 do that and and with those meditations you and, we, and I do that I practice a little bit with my clients on it as well where you you kind of kind of do from the top of your head all the way down you know just kind of checking in your body um, checking in where there are uh, big blocks uh, as you're going down mm-hmm. um, and then coming back and just checking on those again you know just just even if it's just like five ten minutes yeah off just an up and down check in on your whole body. Okay. Where there are blocks, and yeah. you know, if you wanted to, you can get into all the chakras and all that and what they mean. Yeah. But um, you know, different people like different things. Some people are really into astrology and chakras, and other people think that woo woo just mm-hmm. is not for them. Yeah. So you know, it depends where they want to go. Okay, and that stuff that you do for yourself is like you said, you just make sure there's some self care included. Exactly. In yeah. Your, yeah. And I, I, I separate. You know, I only take on a few clients a year. Right. Oh. So it's uh, and I take breaks off in between. So I don't work over June, July, for example. OK, um, that's time with my own children. Yeah. Um, and I take a lot of travel trips with my children as well. I also try. I also travel around the world to see clients um, as well. So mm-hmm. I'm doing um, I'm going to be over in the States in March, for example. So I'm spending a few days in New York. And these are shorter kind of brief uh, meetings with mm-hmm. them not the whole retreat so I do do um, sessions where we'll just do uh, an hour a month or something like that too so a lot of my clients like that um, we'll do like one hour a month or an hour and a half is usually what you need okay and so I'm meeting some of them face to face I'm going to be in New York Las Vegas um, San Francisco and LA at the mm. end of March doing a big okay. road trip well not road trip flight trip <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Dubai as well in February. Um, I've got clients, most of them are kind of um, international clients in Dubai. And then I'm going to be in Switzerland in August in Zurich. Yeah. I'm meeting some people over there as well. So yeah. I have all those. I'm already going there just to meet certain clients. So you know, if other people want to try and meet up with me, they can. Yeah, yeah, so that'd be well. cool, wouldn't it? I guess yeah. like you can hopefully as well, you'll be able to take some time out and. Do a little bit of exploration for yourself. If exactly. You well, I'm going to be in New York for St. Patrick's Day. So that's going to be oh, really okay. fun. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, if a few clients want to go out for a drink that night, we'll find yeah. somewhere nice to go for a drink. I haven't figured out where we'll go yet. <laughs> okay, um, if anyone wants of... to give me any advice on where it's good to go, you know, yeah. we'll meet up there. It'll be good fun. Okay, I'll, I'll join you for um, a few Everyone can fly out and meet me in, in New York for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's that's one thing that you do. 
Um, yeah. You also have a coaching academy. I mean, that's something that we did talk about when we first met at the networking. Um, yes. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about your your coaching academy. Yeah. So it's the Divorce Coaching Academy. Uh, we're based in the UK um, and also Ireland as well, where I am. Uh, I run that with uh, Sue Palmer Khan and uh, Tom Nash. He's uh, Mr. Divorce Coach. Yes, uh, we've had Tom on the show. That was, that was a great episode talking to Tom. Yeah. Yeah. So the three of us bring lots of different expertise. I mean, Tom has a background. He's um, He's uh, obviously from the, the guy's perspective, mm. Mr. Divorce Coach, works a lot with men, but also women who want to understand men. Mm. And uh, he also has uh, a blended family. So he focuses a lot on blended families. Uh, Sue Palmer Khan um, has uh, excellent expertise. She was a dean of a college. Uh, she was a forensic psychologist. She's got all kinds of awards and um you know, she, she brings lots of different perspectives as well. Mm-hmm. And then my my perspective is my I have a background in the corporate leadership sector. I was um, I was executive coach for over 15 years uh, and life coach. And I worked with a lot of uh, high level corporate people yeah. uh, in the past. And then I focus on co-parenting. That's my specialty. I also focus on pets. Uh, on pets and I know a lot of people in high net worth positions have are very close to their pets especially mm-hmm. their dogs and they might yeah. travel a lot with them so it's around who gets the pets right. um, and I'll also focus a lot on domestic abuse situations right. as well and okay. lifestyle planning so okay. my three areas are co-parenting including pets um, lifestyle planning so planning for you know surviving now and after divorce and also dealing with domestic abuse and financial abuse okay and so the academy so what we do is yeah. as the divorce coaching academy we basically train people to become uh, professionally certified divorce coaches they get right. we're accredited by the association for coaching mm-hmm. um, and it's a 12 13 week program uh, it starts again we do it every february and september so we only take on 15 students each time because yeah. it's you know, we kind of handpick who we're going to take on mm-hmm. and we will train them very intensely on all those different elements that I went through. Yeah. We have the four P's and seven C's. So it's like um, uh, pre-divorce, planning for divorce, during divorce and post-divorce. Right. And then for the seven C's, if I can remember them all, we talk about children, we talk about cash, uh, we talk about connection, communication, um, we talk about the challenges that you might have mm-hmm. and I'm forgetting all the others, the other two, yeah. but it's, we cover basically all the different elements you go, that you would cover during the divorce process okay. and we cover those for pre-divorce. A so pre-divorce is when you're, um, thinking about divorce, but you're not really sure yet. Yeah. So yeah. it's like discussing that the planning for divorce. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, when you're getting ready to, to, before you tell the other person that you're going to leave them, there's lots of work, especially around the finances, to pull together beforehand and get ready, going to see lawyers, etc. During the whole process of divorce, then it's like, what do you, how do you manage uh, your clients during that time? Um, all the self care pieces, and then the post divorce recovery. So they'll go, we'll go through all of those, all of the seven C's during each of those four stages. And what people love the most is the network they build. So we've got a wonderful network of people with expertise from law, um, mediators, child experts, mm-hmm. um, uh, counselors, you know, a lot of people who uh, 
fellow coaches who did coaching in other areas, um, people who have finance backgrounds, HR backgrounds. And so we then relay clients to each other, you know, so as we get clients um, and someone is a financial expert or some career expertise, um, we will deal with that. And actually, I I manage a lot of uh, career elements as well. So I actually go into companies myself and work with uh, managers and HR and employees. So I have a really good perspective on that that I bring to the students as well. So and what they do as well is they work in triads and afterwards. So we will actually give them uh, real life examples like we bring together. Obviously, we change all the names and everything. But we give them real life examples of what could situations yeah. clients could be in. And they will take turns practicing to be either the client or the coach or just listening in and giving advice back. Okay, cool. Um, it's that's great... really excellent for them. The students really like yeah. that because they feel they come out with experience and they feel confident to take on their clients. Yeah, it's a very comprehensive training all around, isn't it? I guess, and like you said, not only do people come out with that ability to work in a coaching field, but there's lots of connections they can make. And I believe you're running a course, uh, like you said, in February. So um, when this goes out, that sh- if anyone's interested in reaching out, we'll have the, the details in the show notes and I'll get that detail from you in a little while. I just wanted, because we're going to be running out of time pretty soon, I just wanted to kind of get your own personal perspective on relationships and how significant they are to you in mm. your life. Yeah, so I've been always been a very independent person. You know, mm. uh, I grew up all over the world. My, my dad was a French ambassador. Um, so I kind of grew up, you know, in... England, Ireland, Canada, Australia, San Francisco, Kenya, I moved around a lot. So I've always taken care of myself. Um, I've had a a couple of significant relationships, maybe three that I could really look back on Mm. um, that, you know, I was lucky to be in long-term relationships uh, when I was younger um, and I would still be in contact with that, with those people and we'd still be friends, you know, so um they were always good um in terms of my own marriage so unfortunately um you know there was a lot of coercive control domestic abuse um they tried to have financial control but i'm pretty and i'm pretty strong with my own money (laughs) (laughs) because freedom is one of my um main um my own main values so money for me always equaled freedom so always made sure i kept i always made sure i earned a lot yeah. And I always made sure that I had the you money to do what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't manage to get that, even though they tried. Right. Um, but I, I do have a good uh, co-parenting relationship with my with my co-parent, as I call him. Okay. Um, and we're, we are actually on friendly terms. We did, uh, we kind of consciously decoupled despite all of that. Right. There was a lot of, um, there was a, a very big fight that went on mm. uh, for a little while. But then we kind of, we were all we were just too tired at the end of it and looked at each other and went, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? We spent way too much money, <laughs> right. way too many emotions, and how stupid were we? So let's just do a DIY divorce after in Ireland you have to be separated four years before you could divorce. So right. we had done a judicial separation. But when it came to the end of it, we went, let's do a DIY divorce, you know. So we've been friendly since we would even sometimes do holidays, <laughs> short holidays together. Right. Um and and it's it's fine. Uh so, you know, those have been significant relationships. Really, the, my most significant relationship is my two 
uh, children, yeah. um, a great parenting relationship with them. Yeah. And um, otherwise, I would say I'm quite an independent person. I have friends all over the world. I'm very loyal to my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still in contact with friends from when I was like nine years old over in Canada. You know, um, friends in Australia, friends in New Zealand, friends all over the world, San Francisco. So I'm still very much in contact with them and try to see them as often as possible. Awesome. Um, so loyalty is a very big one for me. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's some um, sort of a really, really important thing in relationships. Mm-hmm. Full stop, isn't it? That feeling of like having trust in someone and, and knowing that they're loyal to you, and you can you can and you can be connected and close to them, and, and have no fears around that space with someone. Yeah, and I have you know deep loyal relationships with them. I don't have a relationship um, at the moment. Um, I chose not to because mm-hmm. I felt that I wanted to spend my time. I spent a few years healing first. Um, I dated for a little while, but I decided that I wanted to actually focus on being a mom to my two children who are only 10 and 13 now. And I just wanted to enjoy this part of my life with them because I felt like even now, like my 13 year old is very independent. Um, I wanted, I knew in a few years, they're going to be gone off doing their own things. So for me, the next five years is very much focused on spending lots of time building good memories with them. Mm -hmm. That involves travel adventure seeing the world yeah um and once once they're off having their own relationships you know my son once asked me if if i was going to date and i said i'll tell you what once you start dating i'll start dating (laughs) (laughs) so it's not really it's never really been a focus for me um you know even growing up it was never all my friends were off like oh look at that guy look at this guy look at this Mm -hmm. person i was like huh who were where i it wasn't to me it was always things to think about yeah. yeah, I have really good friendships, so I didn't really feel like I needed that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that's, that's that's quite a good sign, and to a certain degree, isn't it? Because you know we are conditioned a little bit, aren't we? Are growing up mm-hmm. to this is how life is. You meet someone, you settle down, you get married, you have kids, blah blah blah. But actually, that could be completely the wrong thing for you. But you yeah. believe you have to do it, and and maybe like in a lot of cases, you sort of think, okay, that's just the natural progression of things, but. It seems like you yeah. had your head in a different space that I've I never thought friends. I was going to get married and have children. It wasn't something that was important to me. I was never looking at wedding dresses and things like that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I moved back to Ireland when I was 25 and people started saying, oh, my God, you're getting very old. You haven't found a man yet. You know, I had all these <laughs> old like- relatives looking at me like, oh, my gosh, Melanie, what are we going to do with you? You're 25 <laughs> and you're not married. And I was like, oh, dear, <laughs> have I done something wrong? You know, and it yeah. was just kind of it was stuffed into my head that I had to go do this. Yeah. I don't think I was ever meant for marriage. Um, it wasn't really my kind of thing. Um, yeah. um, I think I drove my, <laughs> it's a bit crazy, but uh, so I, I would say there's some, some elements there. That's why he wanted to control me so much because I was right. wanting to go everywhere and be free. Right. Well, even um, what you said about your journeys around the world for next year, I mean, it, it goes to show where, where kind of who yeah. kind of person you are, that you're, very comfortable yeah. and happy to be jet setting around the world, making different connections and doing different things. Yeah, I've been to like over 52 countries, including Antarctica. I was in Bhutan actually earlier this year. That was something I've been wanting to do for 20 years. Okay. So I was hiking up in Bhutan. I did the Eagle's Nest. I was over in uh, Mount Everest Base Camp mm-hmm. earlier this year as well. Uh, I hadn't done any big trips for a while. So I decided um, I lost a few friends um, over the last two years to cancer. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, some close friends I used to do lots of fun things with 
And that really helped me to focus a bit more on living life now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and making the most of now. So I went off and did a few bucket list items now. Right. Um, but my next few years, we'll be focusing on traveling with the children a lot more. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. If people would like to reach out um, to to find out more about how they can work with you as a divorce coach, but maybe also to train as a divorce coach themselves, how, how would they do that? Uh, so they can reach out to me on uh, relationshipsanddivorce.com. Mm-hmm. So that's as if you were writing relationshipsanddivorce.com. Awesome. Or uh, if they're interested in, in uh, training with us at the Divorce Coaching Academy, um, we'd love to, you know, we want to have as many people out there helping others as possible. You know, that's mm-hmm. our aim is to, we're not trying to keep all of this to ourselves. We yeah. want, um, there's so many people out there needing help in the relationship space. So uh, the divorcecoachingacademy.com is where they can find us there. Awesome. And, and I guess coming up for the new year, I mean, I know that there was quite a significant amount of people divorcing after COVID and lockdowns, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But um, January does, it's, it's, is it called divorce month? <laughs> it is. It's the main divorce month. September is the other one. It seems like anytime people are spending lots of time together, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people making, you know, especially the stresses around um, the festive season, you know, right. with, family pulling them in different directions too can sometimes you know the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah yeah okay so if you want to reach out um to me that the show will probably go out will be around in january so um uh, if you are in in a headspace where you feel like you might want to consider the option um do reach out to mel um all the contact details are in the show notes um just before we finish up today i usually like to ask my um, clients my guests for uh their favorite quote or some words of wisdom that you could oh, yeah. the um the the listeners with well one um quote that i heard from mary robinson who used to be the president in ireland and gone on to do some wonderful things around the world mm. um is she says what if our best times are ahead of us and i really liked that because there were so much, many people worried about the future about what's going on at the moment in climate change mm-hmm. artificial intelligence everything that's happening but what if our best times are actually ahead of us? You know, what if some changes happen in the world that lead us to actually become better people and have better lives mm-hmm. than what we had in the past? So I think we need to focus on that. Yeah, it's a great way to it's kind of hope and optimism type space, isn't it? Rather than a yeah. doom gloom and, and things. And of- even if you're talking about relationships and divorce and separation, and what if your best times are ahead of you now, you know, yeah. now that this is, is ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what I work with my clients in that space is to say, okay, this is what we can now create. Now that we understand all the stuff that you've been through in the past and what's been happening and why why these things haven't worked out, we can now actually go, okay, your your best relationship is is around the corner. Yeah, awesome, Nimel. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and meeting you, uh, and I hope to speak to you again soon. Good yeah, luck. I'd with love your... to. I'd love your listeners to go off and listen to Whitney Houston's. Uh, song the greatest love of all yeah that's a really nice song as well as i was just at a, a tribute concert recently and i thought that was a nice song okay yeah it's a beautiful song beautiful yeah, yeah. so yeah. something for them to listen to after this <laughs> yeah awesome okay well once you finish listening um and if you're we're all reaching out to mel then go and um, let's go and never listen to whitney <laughs> thanks very much thanks john take care of yourself Bye. Thank you for listening. 
please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.